0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back into the Woody Hayes Athletic Center on a an interesting day. Tim, uh, huh. some 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 bad news out of the program to start the morning, and then the good news afterward of this defensive line being being absolutely loaded. Um, but we can't really get into that before uh, we we talk about Evan Pryor and the not only the off season that he had to get to the point where he was, but now the the injury news and uh, everything has been confirmed on uh, the injury for Evan Pryor. He he probably will be out for the entire. 2022 season, um, happened Monday at practice. Tim, this is a, a tough blow for not only the Buckeyes offense, uh, I think that's secondary right now, but just for Evan Pryor who took a red shirt, uh, was pretty selfless last year, has worked his way into the fold, uh, and, and all of a sudden now has had his season taken away and will we'll be back probably next year.
1: Pitch, I wrote a column about 30 years ago about football. Was after watching a guy get hurt before a bowl game, Right down here, right, 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 right right about the three yard line here it was a Dave Mono got his leg broken, much like uh, Joe Fiseman did. And I just go, Man, what a beautiful game this would be if you could just do away with the injuries. no injuries happen. And as I like to equate it, whenever you take the field in football with your helmet on, or take to the racetrack in in a race car, whether you're practicing or going Racing or playing a game, you're in jeopardy. Yep. But just because of the nature of the game, how exactly his injury happened? I'm talking about Evan Pryor. Not sure yet. But the bottom line is, uh, he's out for the year. The way we understand it, with a knee injury, basically a, a you know a patellar tendon. It sounds like as you as you reported. Uh, and I think that's accurate. But, uh, but the bottom line is, it's just one of those things. I remember I've been collecting s- story things through the year, you know, through the preseason camp to write stories later on. And uh, one of those was I was uh, basically in the final things of like, okay, now what are you going to do with Evan Pryor, Ryan Day, Kevin Wilson, yep. uh, C.J. Stroud, when we finally get to talk to him? Because this is just a, was going to add another dimension to this offense. Now, the beat goes on. Is Kevin Wilson and others will tell you, Ryan Day will tell you, that's why you, you know, you like to have maybe a special player or two in for a special player occasionally, but you're basically, your offense has got to be your offense. That your one, two, three running backs can all run. In this case, Dallin Hayden, who's, by the way, been getting really good reviews the last couple of days, the freshman running back out of Memphis. Uh, But the bottom line is, that's why you don't go too crazy with a special player. Uh, in terms of like a huge volume of plays, because you may or may not have that person, just like you may or may not have the starting running back, because football is a game of guys running into each other. But it is definitely a huge disappointment for Evan Pryor, and I think for High State fans, should be disappointed, because they were going to see something special, I think, out of him this year.
0: Yeah, and now when you look at this depth chart, Tim, there was only four scholarship running backs, so this was not a particularly deep room. It was not a room that could afford, really, to lose a guy. You know, last year there were multiple times Trayvon Henderson had his helmet taken from him on the sideline
1: because he is a violent physical runner. At the who, same time, Master Teague had his helmet taken from him.
0: Yeah, who, who was prone to, you know, I'll just say it like it is, he was prone to some concussion-like symptoms at times last year. Well, if that happens now, Mayan Williams is it until and, and Dallin Hayden. And so all of a sudden you're talking about Dallin Hayden becoming, well, who, who was until yesterday, a guy who's probably gonna see carries against Arkansas State, Toledo and Rutgers. And now he's next up in line. You get one concussion or one
1: yeah. ankle tweak and all of a sudden he's the number two back. You've gotta have him in the game. I wrote that story about him last week. You know, he came in, he was like if anything, he was in too much of a hurry to, to, to get going. And uh now, now they, they need him. Uh, in a hurry <laughs> the irony of that Tim is that now and he's getting a lot of reps way so I understand it go ahead David. yeah
0: but now the irony of all of that is now he has to be ready and he has to be
1: in a hurry to get ready because
0: in two and a half weeks they're going to need him potentially if yeah. something is to happen to a Mayan Williams or to a Trayvon Henderson now we never want that to happen we don't want to, you know, really want to talk about that but this is a part of the game and for Evan Pryor I mean, there's no other way to say it, it really sucks, and uh, we were standing here in the field a couple hours after after practice and Evan Pryor just walked the, the length of the field on his crutches and, and you yep. could, it just, it was just a weird feeling you got watching that. Yeah, you that feel edit. for the
1: guy, I mean, you get, you get to know these guys a little bit, some people, you know, back in the day you get to know these guys extremely well, but you get to know them and you know how much work he put in, you know, there's no need to dwell on it too much right now, uh, but you know how much work he put in, uh, and, was ready for blast-off. He literally was ready for blast-off and then this blow, cruel blow hits. Yeah. So it is what it is. I mean, football, like I said, a beautiful game marred by this constant uh, jeopardy that all these guys face when they play it. Yeah,
0: and that's just part of preseason. Sometimes you have injuries come up. Look at
1: the the Cleveland Browns right now. They lost their starting center and then they lost a guy that they projected to be their next center. Yeah. Things happen in preseason camp.
0: It's it's just the way of camp. It just it's 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 hard to you know like you said you get to know these guys a little bit. It's hard to talk about sometimes just right. the nature of these injuries. And Evan Pryor is a hard worker. He worked his way through a redshirt last year, basically redshirt round two this year, and he's going to you know try to bounce back and become a, a really elite, elite, explosive player again. Um, my my bet would be that he's able to do that because of the the work ethic that he has and, and the rave reviews that he was getting. Um, as we transition here on the practice report. Matt, have you ever looked through the archives of the Ohio State, whether it's a yearbook or a program from the past, and seen logos that you just think, man, that would look great on a comfortable, officially licensed t-shirt? You know, I have done that a couple of times. Well, Matt, I have great news for you, because Homefield Apparel is finishing off Big News Saturday Season 4 where they launch a new school on their site every Saturday for 14 weeks straight. This week is Ohio State. It's the final week of Big New Saturday. The Buckeyes collection launches on the 20th Saturday at noon. You're kidding. You gotta be kidding. No, I'm actually not kidding. And that's the thing Homefield digs through the archives and the history of your school to find unique logos, mascots, and moments to make thoughtful designs for your school. Matt. I got to tell you, man, the Ohio State collection, I saw the t-shirts from the crew over at Homefield in Indianapolis. They are excellent. They're 17 pieces of apparel, t-shirts, hoodies, crew necks. Matt, I know you're a guy who loves wearing hoodies with t-shirts. The Ohio State hoodies are going to do wonders for your wardrobe this fall when the Buckeyes kick off on September 30th against Notre Dame. Well, and we're already getting into fall weather, and I do need some new wardrobe updates. Well, here's the thing, Matt. We both have personal experience with Homefield as well. Both Ohio Bobcat graduates. Uh, the Ohio collection is wonderful. If you're a fan of the crew, you know down in Athens, I, I have a couple of the Homefield shirts. They're so comfortable. The, the design, the way they feel on your body, uh, they're so comfortable. It, it's a great brand, and I know you. You're not even in love with just the Ohio apparel with the Ohio State collection that's about to drop but you just you just find t-shirts from around the country and think that they rock. I mean, how many different schools do you have right now of home field apparel? I I must have at least 8 at least 8 I've added a new shirt every big new Saturday from season 4 looking to go back into the archives for season 3 and just keep on going adding to the collection, but I can't think of a better way to finalize my season 4 than getting a couple of pieces from the 17-piece Ohio State collection? Listen, I I can't stress enough. I've seen this collection. I think it's going to be incredible. And here's the thing, Matt. Penn State just took the lead in sales. They they just set the Big New Saturday release record. They beat Florida as the highest-selling school to ever be released on Big New Saturday. And Ohio State cannot be second in the Big Ten. It just can't happen. Ryan Day said that a couple of times this preseason already. Second place is not good enough in this league. They've got to win the league. Right now, Ohio State fans can make that happen, set the new Big New Saturday record by going to homefieldapparel.com and using the code Letter Monroe at checkout. You can get 15% off your first purchase from Homefield Apparel. There's one thing Ohio State knows. It's winning in Indianapolis. That's exactly right, and that's why Homefield in Indianapolis is ready to make the Ohio State collection on Big New Saturday the best collection yet. I think they're going to get it done, Matt. And, again, you can go to homefieldapparel.com on Saturday Saturday at noon and use the code LETTERMANROW for 15% off your first order at homefieldapparel.com. A couple guys getting rave reviews right now. Defensive ends, defensive tackles. This defensive line, Tim, and I don't – you know, it's kind of hard to move away from what we just talked about, but you kind of need to when you, when you talk about who we just spoke to. Oh, yeah. I
1: mean, these are the guys that are going to play now. So J.T. Toomalow,
0: Jack Sawyer, Tyleek Williams, uh, Teron Vincent, Jeron Cage, Ty Hamilton.
1: How many more? You know, Zach Harrison.
0: We didn't talk to Javante. Well, Ty Gino.
1: Hamilton says there's 14. Uh, Larry Johnson saying, thinks there's 12, <laughs> the guys that can play. And uh, it's just it's just amazing how you look at a group from one year to the next you see guys who got great experience last year, who at times didn't play the way they were, thought they – a lot of people thought they should or could, much, much especially in the media we thought they could. It was funny, like Teron Vincent, we were talking about him – we are talking to him and, and we, were, you know, we were asking about what happened there at halftime of that Rose Bowl when you guys all turned it up a notch. And he goes, he thought they were playing pretty well Anyway, despite what people were saying, he thought they were playing pretty well at the beginning. I said, well, we were just looking at the scoreboard. You yeah, know? That's what we were making our, basing our uh, opinions on. But without a, without a doubt, this whole that whole group, uh, the guys that are back especially, just seemed to turn it up a notch in that second half and just got after it from an intensity standpoint, from a, almost a savagery savagery standpoint of of. Yes, that's the way you want your defensive line to play. That's the way you want your linebackers to play. But especially with his defensive line, all these guys they've got back. <clears throat> and then you throw in there the fact that Jack Sawyer, JT Tuimoloa, two stars, who were really just getting their feet wet a year ago. JT Tuimoloa, JT Tuimoloa just came, came in in like, what, early July. After yeah. whenever it late was committing, yeah, late July after committing, to Ohio State Lake. But, I State late. But man, he looks like a different person now from a physical standpoint. I don't know if you agree or not. Well, and uh, Jack Sawyer, he's champing at the bit. Yeah, well, JT
0: to him, to him, I will say he looks a lot more comfortable in this building right now than he did, at the, you know, when we first talked to him last year at this time. And uh, it, it's it's crazy what a year difference can make. But a year in the weight room, I'm not going to pound that storyline because I think that's going to be the big takeaway from everybody. Is you know. He, Finally gets a year in the weight room, what can he be now? Uh, that, that's going to be pretty well played out, uh, and we'll see that in September. But the, the guy that just looks like a complete house is Jack Sawyer. Uh, I know Big Ten offensive linemen are Big Tim. Uh, I know Notre Dame's offensive line is big, and, and, and it's going to be able to block people. But. There aren't many people on this planet, I feel like, who are willing and able to go up against a guy that's as big as Jack Sawyer and hold their own. I'm not saying that he's going to be, you know, all-world J.J. Watt type of player. He just looks the part. And yeah. he all he already did last year during his true freshman season. He looked like a guy who was on the rise. Well, he looks like a guy who's arrived but and, and has, has taken that step. And Larry Johnson talked about it with Tyleek Williams, but it applies for all four of those guys from the, from the 2021 recruiting class, Mike Hall, uh, Tyleek Williams, JT Tuimoloau, and Jack Sawyer. The biggest step is from year one to year two. And if you're talking about two guys who can take a massive leap, and really all four of them, Jack Sawyer and JT Tuimolo have a chance to take this defense and this defensive line and take it from wherever it was last year, and whatever that was in those games where they got kind of run off the field, to, to take it to another level and make it an elite unit again. And I think that's the biggest takeaway from inside this building today.
1: Bottom line is when you when you hear people talk about a football team and its toughness and its physicality, yeah, linebackers have to be physical, defensive backs, safeties, but you're really talking about your front four. Yep and your front five on offense. I mean, those are the guys who set the tone. They're the launch pads. I keep beating that, uh, hammering on that nail because that is exactly why I think this team is so much better than it was a year ago at this moment because I just see some guys there who have matured physically, you know, obviously a year older makes you You know, bigger uh, if you're in the Mickey Moratti program, but then there's just a hunger in their eyes. You can see it, and you also see there's a joy when you talk to Tyreek Williams or Teron Vincent, uh, Mike Hall, uh, right on down the line. The Ty Hamilton, they're they're excited about getting to play. I mean, they're they're excited about what's coming because they really think they have made strides, not just personally, but this defense is going to put them in positions to just get after the quarterback, get after the running back, get after that offensive front, and uh, that just attitude does so much for a group. You know, you throw Zach Harrison in there, Tyler Friday's back. Tyler Friday's not only back, he's back with such a line, he's been elected a captain, one of the captains of the team. Uh, Right on down the line there are these guys that are just eager to go out and show what they're made of. Zach Harrison, I think, as much as anybody, maybe doesn't express this like some people do. I think he he knows. I mean, he's got he's got to put something on video this year. You know yeah. that, that excites people at the next level. In fact, that's where he ends up wanting to go. And uh, so you just you just feel it. But like getting back to Jack Sawyer, Jack Sawyer and JT 2 are, uh, yeah, physically they look apart. The but I tell you what really stands out about them, you watch their feet. These guys can move, and they've got great leverage. Uh, strength in their lower bodies and stuff, which really, when you set you know the Boses apart, and even Chase Young and some of these other guys, what sets them apart is that strength in the in, in their in their lower body, where they can they can either beat you with their feet or they can beat you strength-wise, uh, just shoving you off out of the way, and that's what's exciting, I think, to Larry Johnson and his group watching these guys.
0: Yeah, exactly, and I think you hit the nail on the head there. With, with Jack and with JT, the, the, the lower body strength of some of these younger guys. And that's not to take away anything from, and I'm going to get into this, my, I guess my next talking point here is, I'm not going to take anything away from Teron Vincent, Jaron Cage, Zach Harrison, Tyler Friday, Javante jean these guys who have earned their nope. way onto the field, who are going to be contributors. I don't want this to be taken as they're not going to be. But the youth movement that happened last year at linebacker and a defensive back is going to happen. On yeah. the field What we're talking, we're talking about. We're talking about people you're
1: going to see more of this yeah. year than you did a year ago.
0: In, is we're in that about. defensive line room, one of the guys that keeps coming up, and I'm going to keep beating, beating the drum for him, you know where I'm going with this, I'm, I've been saying his name since the beginning of camp. Mike Hall, his name is just one of those names, Tim, you don't hear a lot about it until middle, until early August and then all of a sudden that you know just starts creeping up. You know why?
1: Because he's, he's one of those guys that if he comes on and plays like they think he can, He's an offensive lineman's worst nightmare because he's going to be there right in you, right in your face, physically getting after you on every play. Kevin Wilson brings him up out of the blue, you know, the Ohio State offensive coordinator and tight ends coach just the other day. And then he goes, and he's like a three on this team. He goes, that's the depth that this uh, this defensive line is dealing with right now, but not just the depth, uh, the talent that they've displayed over the last couple of weeks is coming to bear on Ohio State's offensive front, which I think he's going to be really good. Uh, so it gets, right. I think the Mike Hall take is excellent.
0: Yeah, and the reason that I, I continue to say that I think he could be a contributor is because the pass rush is the sexy down. Everyone knows that. If you can stop the run, that's fine, but you're not going to get your name, I guess, in the proverbial paper. For in the run, you're going to get your name in the. I paper. told
1: Nick Bosa one time, you only got to make two plays a game. Everybody thinks you, everybody thinks you had a hell of a game. Exactly. The he sax, said you're right.
0: The sacks and the pass rush are what's going to get Mike Mike Hall some fame. And if there's one thing that I've learned from the from everyone else on this fit practice field today who was talking about Mike Hall, it's that his pass rush is where he's really excelled. Yes. First now, thought. here's the issue with that, and I will allow myself to pump the brakes a little on on Mike Hall because last year we saw a similar in a similar vein. Tyreek Williams was excellent. Against the pass and he was able to get in the backfield and create havoc and and collect some sacks in September But when it came time for teams to run the ball, Tyreek Williams was not on the field and there was a reason for that Can Mike Hall not just be a pass rusher because if he's just a pass rusher He cannot be on the field in certain situations. He has to prove now Well, he's already proven he can be on the field. He has to prove now he can be on the field no matter what the down situation is. And I think that's the next step for him, and that's the step that you, they are asking all of these guys to take in year two. I thought JT Law was better against the run last year than he was against the pass. Jack Sawyer was definitely better against the pass than he was in the run game. Uh, Zach Harrison was better against the run his entire career so far than he has been in, in rushing the passer. Tyreek Williams, you know, there's it's a mixed bag of guys. Teron Vincent's better against the run than he is against, the, these guys have to be able to do both. And there's a lot of guys with a lot of different skill sets on this defensive line. I want to see them take the next step and improve whether that's against the pass or against the run. Each of them have one of those two things they need to get better at. And if they can do that and all come together, or you know, seven of them can come together, then you're talking about being elite. Notre because Dame's, you can't be yeah. just elite against
1: one. You have to Notre be elite against both. Notre Dame is watching video of last year's group because almost everybody's back from last, from last year. They're seeing the same things that we're talking about that were maybe shortcomings of that group last year. Dude. They're going to find out this season with this schedule what they're all about. Forget about Arkansas State or whomever. Yeah. Uh, They've got Notre Dame in the opener. They've got Iowa. They've got Wisconsin coming to town. Northwestern plays physical. Northwestern plays physical in their offensive line, gets after you. And, of course, Michigan. We all saw what happened in that Michigan game last year. Mm -hmm. Uh, The bottom line is they're going to get that test, those tests. It's not going to be every Saturday, but about five or six Saturdays, going To be huge, two of the first four Saturdays, exactly. Saturday
0: and Wisconsin, both yeah. in the horseshoe. Uh, and that is just, I think, 17 days away from now, Tim. As yeah. we as we round into the middle point, I think, of, of, of training camp, I think we can safe to call it that. As a defensive line met with the media on Wednesday, is it? Is it? It's Tuesday, Tuesday. okay. So, yeah, it feels days, like Wednesday. These days are all running together as we as we get deeper and deeper into training camp. Uh, tough break for the Buckeyes this morning and, and yesterday. Uh, but there's a lot of talent on the field still. We're going to be covering it all at LettermanRow.com on the Letterman Row YouTube channel and in the Letterman Lounge, the message board on LettermanRow.com where you can come join us, hang out, ask questions, and chat. We'd love to see you there. Uh, sign up now for seven days of free trial at LettermanRow.com. For Tim May, I'm Spencer Holbrook from the Woody Hayes Athletic Center. It's just another practice report, and uh, we will see you back here next time on Thursday.